Hello everyone, how are y'all doing? My name is Roman Romero. I actually am UNT alumni. I graduated in the class of 2013 and used to be on staff with the club up uh, until about two and a half years ago, I would say. And that's when the Lord Jesus called me to serve him here in Egypt, which is where I'm located right now. And which is the reason why I'm actually recording a video because I'm about seven hours ahead of y'all. And also the internet's just not that stable over here. So it's, uh, it's uh, safer just to do a recording, which is a little bit challenging for me. Uh, it's my first time doing it, to be honest. It's a little awkward, but uh, I'm so grateful and appreciative of the opportunity that y'all afforded me to get into God's word and to be able to share this with you. Uh, actually, right now is Ramadan in, in Egypt. So uh, you may start hearing some prayer calls and some horns and stuff like that. Just ignore that. And uh, let's, let's focus on what God has for us right now. Maybe we can open with some prayer. Lord Jesus, we love you. We love your purpose and we love your name. We're here standing on the ground of your wonderful redemption and asking you to wash us in your precious efficacious blood. We ask that you would speak to us, that you would reveal yourself to us during this Bible study. We open our heart to you and we, we ask you to visit us. We ask you to give us a vision. We're here telling you that we need you and that we love you and that you are not only our savior, but you are our Lord. And we want to experience you as the one ruling and reigning in our personal universe. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, before I forget, I'd just like to throw out an open invitation to y'all. If you ever want to come visit my wife and I in Cairo, Egypt, you're, uh, you're more than welcome. This is a, a genuine, serious uh, invitation. I guess once the pandemic is over and you can start traveling again, it's, uh, it's valid until the Lord returns. Amen. And we're going to see when that takes place, actually. So, um, forgive me, I'm going to be looking around, I'm looking at the, at the laptop, and I'm looking at my Bible and my timer. We're here in the, the book of Daniel. What an what a incredible book, what an incredible prophet. Uh, he's definitely one of the giants of the Old Testament. And um, there's much you know, that he offers as an example concerning what a godly person should be like. He was faithful, obedient, diligent, steadfast. But one of the things that impressed me as I was going through this book was his prayer life. Uh, I uh, was so impressed that he knew how to put his own interests, how to put his own needs aside and just to focus and pray on God's desires, 
on God's heart's desire, on God's purpose, for God's purpose. Um, he took God as the, as the focus of his prayer, and he came to God, not according to his own righteousness, but according to God's compassion and mercy. And um, this is an effective and meaningful way to pray. And uh, we're gonna conclude solid ground this semester with what can be considered as the most precious verses in Daniel, uh, which is actually one of the greatest prophecies in the entire Bible. And actually you could say is the secret to understanding the Bible. The Bible uh, is a mysterious book. It's a long book. It can be a difficult book to understand. But what we're going to get into tonight is the secret to understanding the Bible. And God answered Jacob's prayer by, by revealing a vision to him. And the vision is something much more than, uh, than knowledge. Um, it's, it's a revelation that comes from above that governs and controls us. Uh, so what we want to see tonight is this same vision. We want this vision to impact our living. Once you see this vision, you won't live the same way. Your living will be different. Uh, so what we're getting into requires careful attention uh, so that we can understand how exactly God is moving in the time that we are living in. You know, what we're going to be focusing on tonight is just four verses uh, at the end of Daniel chapter 9. But before we get to those four verses, I just want to tell us what the central thought of Daniel is. The central thought of Daniel is that the heavens are ruling. God is ruling over all human government on the earth to match his economy so that Christ would terminate the old creation for the germination of the new creation. And ultimately, God would smash and crush the aggregate of human government and establish the eternal kingdom. Amen. This is the central th thought of that, uh, Daniel. Okay, without further delay, let's make the dive into this uh, vision of Daniel's 70 weeks by reading the verses. We can start with verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9. Seventy weeks are apportioned for your people and for your holy city. Okay, it's important to note that according to biblical interpretation, one week is equal to seven years. Okay, so 70 weeks actually is 490 years. And we'll see that as we get into the chart. And here it says, for your people and for your city. So, so this vision is related to the children of Israel, 
God's people and Jerusalem, the holy city. To close the transgression. Amen. To close the transgression. <laughs> One day, transgression is going to come to a close. Praise the Lord. And to make an end of sins. Wow. Don't just count on the corrections department to, uh, to deal with sins. Uh, according to this promise in Revelation, there's going to be an end of sins. And to make propitiation for iniquity. And to bring in the righteousness of the ages. Wow. One day, righteousness is going to rule. All the evil things, all the evil people are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. And our righteous Lord will rule and reign forever. And to seal up vision and profit. There's going to be a, a sealing up of vision and profit. All the, all the vision uh, has been completed. All the prophecies have been fulfilled. There won't be any need for any more. It'll be sealed up. And to anoint the Holy of Holies. Wow, we, we don't have time to get into all of this. Okay, now let's get into verse 25. And, and maybe as I get into verse 25, we can uh, open up the chart. Okay. Know therefore and comprehend from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the time of Messiah the Prince will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with street and trench, even in distressful times. 26. And after the, two, the 62 weeks, Messiah will be cut off and will have nothing and the people of the Prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end of it will be with the flood and even to the end there will be war desolations are determined okay let's stop here and now let's let's look at this chart so so here we've we've uh, we have 7 weeks and 62 weeks if you put that together that equals 69 weeks. And let me tell you, these 69 weeks are history. They're done. They've been accomplished. 69 weeks out of the 70 weeks of Daniel are history. It's already, it's, it's already been done. Okay, let's get into these 69 weeks. When did it, when did it start? According to the verse, it started with the decree to rebuild Jerusalem. And then from that decree, 49 years transpired until the completion of the rebuilding of Jerusalem. That's an incredible prophecy. Exactly 49 years 
transpired from the decree to the completion of the rebuilding of Jerusalem. That's, that's divine. You know, brothers and sisters, I hope as we get into this, our, our, our faith in God's word would be strengthened. We would be more convicted and convinced that the Bible is the word of God. Okay, that's the first period. Now let's look at the second period, which are 62 weeks or 434 years. Uh, that started from the completion of the real rebuilding of Jerusalem and that ended when the Messiah was cut off in AD 33. And we know uh, cut off means when he was crucified. And this is an incredible prophecy that was fulfilled from the time of the, the issue of the decree to when Christ was crucified. It was down to the exact year, the exact month, and the exact even day and hour of when Christ would be crucified. It had to be during the Passover. And if, if you get into the, into the math, which I don't have the time to get into right now, you will just be so impressed and your mind will be blown. And I, I, I believe that you will be, uh, you will just be beside yourself at how awesome the Bible is. Um, you know, I mean, it's just incredible that all, even our time, the secular calendar re revolves off of when the crucifixion of Christ took place. That's incredible. It's just, it's just awesome. Uh, another prophecy that was fulfilled, and we see here, was in verse 26 that the people of the prince okay and take note this prince is not capitalized messiah the prince obviously this is the christ but here in verse 26 the people of the prince uh the prince here is referring to titus who was a, a ruler of of the roman empire who actually fulfilled this prophecy by in AD 70, he, he went to Jerusalem and destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, which was prophesied of here in Daniel. And also the Lord prophesied of that in Matthew 24, verse two. Another prophecy fulfilled. It's, it's incredible. Um... Oh man, there's just a lot I want to say, but not enough time. Okay, now we're going to have to skip this uh, gap that you see, what's, which is called the time of the Gentiles. And let's jump to the, to the 70th week. So let's read uh, verse 27. And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week 
and in the middle of the week he will cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease and will replace the sacrifice and the oblation with abominations of the desolator even until the complete destruction that has been determined is poured out upon the desolator wow okay this is the 70th week you could say the final week of human history as we know it and as if we look here in the chart it starts with the antichrist here he is referred to as a prince which is uh, quite interesting um, you know Titus was also called a prince but Titus was a type of the antichrist Titus destroyed Jerusalem and the temple which was a prefigure actually of what the antichrist is going to do as well so um, that's that's interesting here we see the Antichrist makes a seven-year covenant with the children of Israel. That is when the last week starts. And from that time, which I just need to be clear, nobody knows when it is, okay? We don't know. We're not prophets here. We're not trying to uh, predict when it is. Only, only our Father knows. Uh, we just know... The time is approaching, and we are getting closer to that time. Okay, uh, this will be a seven-year period that is broken up into two periods, each three and a half years of uh, tribulation. The last three and a half years are referred to as the Great Tribulation. And this, this ends with once... The body of Christ is built up. Christ comes as the stone to crush the human government and to bring in his kingdom. Praise the Lord. Okay, now I think we have some questions for us to get into. Okay, welcome back. Now let's address this gap that we... Uh, have made reference to. So, uh, you may ask, where exactly are we in relation to these 70 weeks? Well, I would say, let's, uh, let's look at the chart. Can we pull it up, please? We're, we're in this uh, insert, insertion, which is a gap period of uh, unknown duration, which has actually been for the past uh, 2,000 so years uh, since the, the crucifixion of Christ. This is when it started. And, and it will end once the Antichrist makes a, a seven-year covenant with the children of Israel. You know, I'd like, I'd like to share with you all uh, or remind you all that these 70 weeks are concerning God's people, the children of Israel. So you may ask, well, what does that have to do with me? That's 
what this gap is about. You know, when the children of Israel were expecting their Savior, they were expecting him to, to be a, a grand, strong king. This is who they were looking for. This is who they were expecting. But the Lord in his first coming didn't come in this way. He didn't come to rule and to reign outwardly. He came to, to solve our inward problems and primarily our, our problem with God. And he came to rule inwardly and to reign inwardly as, as not only the savior to save us, but as the Lord and as the King to rule and reign within. He came to set up his invisible, mysterious kingdom. This precedes his, his outward visible kingdom. So the Jews were stumbled and they didn't accept him. And uh, because of this, God in his sovereignty, he he put them aside for, for an unknown portion of time. He put them aside. Um, you know, we're, we're very privileged to, uh, to live in the time and the age that we are living in. All the Old Testament prophets, they saw the crucifixion of Christ. They saw his second coming, but they missed this gap. But praise the Lord, uh, the Apostle Paul, he saw this gap. This revelation was made known to him. It's, uh, it's no longer mysterious. It's no longer unknown. It's knowable. We can know it uh, because it's been revealed in spirit and through the word of God. So I'm just so grateful uh, that we can we can know we can know exactly where it is in history we are living so that we know how we should respond you know the apostle paul in romans i just want to read this romans eleven twenty five. for i do not want you brothers to be ignorant of this mystery that hardness has come upon israel in part until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Here we see that hardness was on Israel's heart. And this is what caused God to temporarily suspend uh, his move among the children of Israel and to put them aside. And that took place on the cross. And the result of that was he turned. There was a turn, and we see this in the Gospels, to the Gentiles, to us, so that the divine history could take place among us. So, praise the Lord. We're in the time of the Gentiles right now. And this time is also referred to, as we see in the chart, as the age of mystery, which is what we just saw the Apostle Paul refer to it as, as a mystery where God is doing a mysterious, invisible work in the unseen realm. Um, although it's unseen, uh, 
it's it's something that is so real it's so uh, sure and it's it's something that is full of reality um, Praise the Lord, we're, we're no longer under the age of the law. We're no longer under the law. We're under grace. So this uh, time period we're in can also be called the age of grace. And you know what happens as we enjoy grace? Grace being the Lord Jesus Christ experienced and enjoyed by us. As we enjoy grace, the church is being built. Uh, this is also the age of the church where Christ is fulfilling the greatest prophecy in the New Testament in us and through us where he said, I will build my church. That's taking place now in this gap among us. That's the purpose of this gap is for, for Christ's church to be built, for the bride to be prepared so that the kingdom can come. Um, you know, this, this vision of the 70 weeks is awesome. And uh, it contains lots of prophecies. And as we get into prophecies, we shouldn't be distracted by all these predictions. Although I do encourage you to go back into it and get into it yourself. It's awesome. It's incredible. Um, but we should always be focused as, as Daniel was focused is on God's heart's desire, on God's purpose. And, and God's purpose is Christ and the church. And, and this is what's on God's heart. And this should be what is also on our heart. We shouldn't be distracted by all these uh, genealogies and unending myths. Uh, but let me, let me remind you all, the central thought of the book of Daniel is that the heavens are ruling. God is ruling. I forgot to mention in the first segment, but it's just incredible if you consider how the heavens were administrating, they were orchestrating, they were arranging the environment, the kings, uh, the situation, everything in order for God's purpose to be accomplished and fulfilled. For instance, in order for Christ to be crucified and for this prophecy to be fulfilled, the Roman Empire had to be empowered uh, because this was their capital punishment, was crucifixion. Um, if the Roman Empire was not in power, then Christ wouldn't have been crucified. He wouldn't have been killed in this way. Uh, also, since the Roman Empire had just came into power at the right time. There was a census that needed to take place so 
the Lord's parents had to go back to their hometown, Bethlehem, for the sentence, for the sentence, uh, you know, apparently. But actually, this was so that the Lord Jesus Christ could be born in Bethlehem and this prophecy could be fulfilled. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, there's so much more that I'd like to share, but I just want us all to be reassured that regardless of the situation of the environment, the heavens are ruling. The coronavirus right now is not ruling. President Trump is not ruling. He is water in the leader's hands. God is ruling. Um, you know, as we get into these 70 weeks, we may, uh, we may uh, be caught up by the, by the big grand scheme of things. But actually, I'd like to, I'd like to bring it home to us. Don't worry about, uh, about God ruling and the heavens ruling. He's, he's taking care of that. The question of questions right now is, are we, am I, allowing God to, to rule and to reign and to be the preeminent one in my personal universe? This is what we need to ask ourselves. Um, well, how, how can we allow Christ to, to rule and to reign and to be the preeminent one in our lives. Um, well, you know, sometimes I, uh, you know, I do get anxious. I, I, you know, I'm living in Egypt, and the uh, the culture here is so different uh, from from our culture, and. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a foreigner, so a lot of times people try to take advantage of me. And uh, I, can get, I get so frustrated, you know, of people wanting to take advantage of me because I'm a, a foreigner. And uh, you know what happens is I, I just, I, get, I start to develop a heart of hate for these people. But I know that's not God's heart. I'm just crying out, Lord, when are you going to redeem these fallen Egyptians? <laughs> uh, you know, we're all fallen people. Uh, I'm for sure, I'm the foremost of them. You know, I, I, we all have our BC life. Um, but in this time, what I do uh, is I just, I'm learning to take a walk with the Lord. You know, and as I start to get filled with frustration and hate towards people, I just, I know that's not the Lord's heart. So I just take a walk with the Lord and I, I open to him. I cry out to him. I call on him and just say, oh, Lord Jesus, I need you. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning, you know to actually not just do this whenever, you know, as needed, but even in a, in a scheduled way. You know, our, our God is, he's a God of schedule. He's a God of appointments. Um, especially my favorite time to, uh, to allow the Lord to be Lord and to rule and to reign is in the morning. 
every morning I set aside some time for the Lord to set up his throne in the center of my heart. I pray this every morning. Lord, set up your throne in the center of my being. I want to know you. I want to experience you as the one ruling and reigning within. I give you the preeminence. I give you the first place. Um, you know, uh, another way that I, I uh, am endeavoring to, to find the Lord and to allow Him to rule and reign is by, is by uh, turning to His Word for comfort, for peace, for enjoyment. You know, instead of turning to YouTube, which is so, uh, so easy, uh, so convenient, and seems to be our default, we just, you know, I do that just with no effort. No effort. Just YouTube, Facebook. Uh, but whoa, to turn to the Bible, uh, that takes some effort. You know, it takes an exercise. Uh, but... By the Lord's mercy and by the Lord's grace, uh, my will is being renewed my, and is getting stronger to say no to the things that waste my time, no to the things of the flesh, and yes to my spirit. And amen to the things that uh, participate and that advance the Lord's coming back. Amen to the things that are for the building up of the body of Christ, which will, in this age. Uh, we'll have some questions to get into now. There is so much more I wanted to, to say, but I encourage you all to, uh, to ask some on staff if you have any questions about this and to dive into these 70 weeks for yourself. It's incredible. Hope to see you in Egypt sometime.